guys, this is Matt in the Man Cave with my co-host, Tracy, from Esther 414 Ministries. Tracy, I see that you're sporting the Alaska shirt. If there is a subscriber or perhaps a Patreon supporter who wants to buy you a house in Alaska and pack everything we own so we can go salmon fishing, would you be up for that? Could you humbly say thank you? Thank you. We would be forever grateful that God used you in such a mighty way. So <laughs> we need money to get there, which I've looked into. It's about 15 grand to move everything we have up there. I see. Uh, housing is pretty pricey up there. So a moderate-sized house is $400,000. So this is going to be a big investment from someone in Esther or the cave. But I know there's a billionaire out there that <laughs> slipped into the cave. Yes. And this is just change in his pleather couch. <laughs> hey, guys, you notice the new couches? Pretty neat. Look at, there's Tracy's feet. Only 15 more payments. Don't think I'm rich. Okay, so my daughter got one of these coupons yes. from Life is Good. And uh, there we go. Life is good. Life is good. Yep. Uh they and have good stuff. They have they have really good stuff. Yeah, I love the quality of their stuff. I love. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about the company. They're very polite. Yeah. Um, she ordered it and she didn't get her package. Didn't get her package. Didn't get her package. Didn't get her package. From what I understand, that they were um, they were kind of mixing shipping, uh, I guess programs, and it got held up in a loop. So it never transferred from the old program to the new program so they would ship it out. She called four times, and then she brings in the hammer. Yep. <laughs> oh, daddy. Oh, daddy, baby. So daddy calls up there. Yeah. And I call six times because I'm talking nothing. Um, how do I put this nicely? We are not prejudiced. We are I'm, not. I'm a foreigner. Look, Tracy is a foreigner yes. from Ireland. And my mother has a very strong accent. Yes. Okay, yes. but I can't get someone on the phone that I understand and I'm comfortable talking so, with. Sometimes people on, in the customer service departments, and I'm sure all of you have had this happen where you've called and you can't you, understand you them. cannot understand the person at so all. So I called yeah. nine times to finally get a very nice guy. That he could understand. That he could understand. <laughs> and he explained to me yeah. what was going on, that they just have this new program and it's it's just been a nightmare for oh. him. And I, I remember I didn't want to really harass him. Yeah. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a little bit upset for my daughter because she's called four times. I'm trying to get my kids to do things on their own. Yeah. You know, you but be, there's a time when you But there's a time resources. where I want to step in. Let, let yeah. me handle it. Big Bear handle it. Yeah, and, and a real quick interjection here. There are times in your life when there's, when you've tried everything you can do, you need to go to a resource. Something, some other person, yeah. something else. Yeah, yeah exactly. you have to go to a resource. And yeah. let me just go on top of what you said. Okay. My source is always Christ. Yes. The Holy Spirit gives us wisdom, gives us discernment. Yeah. And so I'm talking to this guy for a while. I'm, I'm sharing. I'm upset. I'm sharing what I think he should do. I think you should refund me and you should send out the package for free. I've waited five weeks. Well, my daughter has. You know, he wants to give us a discount. So we just said, hey, you know what? Let's just cancel it. Yeah. But no matter how, what's the good word? I, I need a better word than aggressive. 
you know, because I, you know, I know my objective, my goal, get a refund. I would really like them to send it out free, which they couldn't do. It was beyond his pay grade. But this gentleman that I was dealing with, that was dealing with me, and you can vouch that sometimes, on a rarity, that I am not the nicest person to deal with. You would think that I would be perfect in Christ all the time, but that's not true. You know what I'm saying? We, uh, you know what I'm saying? It could be it's, a little aggressive. Look, look maybe I get, sometimes I get a little aggressive. Yeah. I know what I want. And um, the guy is just completely nice. Yeah. And I'm just, he just continues. And you know what I thought? I thought to myself, what if Christians were like this guy? People are just dishing on him. Dishing, dishing, dishing. Not me. I was polite. I was kind. I yeah. was just firm. I like the word firm. That, that shines a better light on your yeah, husband. Yeah, yeah. But what if people were more like this guy who is just taking it and taking it and taking it and taking it? And just coming back with, I apologize, I'm sorry for your inconvenience, yeah. on and on and on. Yeah. If this was me, I would be, he was trying to identify with me. I, I know the sales techniques. Come on, be <laughs> there. I've been there, done that. But I asked him this question. I says, okay, he asked me is about 10 times, is there anything else I can do? I know I'm not able to help you with the fr free merchandise. Is there anything else I can do? He, he did offer to give me a discount. I says, yes, where are you located? And he shared with me, he was located in the Dominic Republic, okay? He, he works at a call center, and he's very blessed to have that job. Watch this. Guess how much he makes, Trace? Guess how much he makes? 83 cents U.S. Uh, you know, U.S. Yeah, yeah, in, U.S. In US 83 dollars, yeah. cents an hour yeah, yeah. is what he makes. And he is delighted to make that money for his family. He, he works yeah. 10 to 18 hours, and if he can get a double, that's a double shift. He can get the double shift, he will take it every time because he says he can make almost $18 in an 18-hour day. Mm, wow. Yeah. And, and can you imagine some of, not me, I was just firm, but I was polite. Can you imagine some people calling him screaming, ranting, raving, demanding their rights. My freaking 60... Now, look at, look at, this is what kills me. He's looking up the order, right? Yeah. And he tells me the amount of, of the order for a shirt or shirts yeah. and some stickers, some stuff that my daughter saved up for, don't think we're rich. Um, to, and you know what? That's equivalent to him working two weeks the order amount. Do, yeah. do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, well, actually. I, I was just like dumbfounded when he said that. I was so humbled. Here I live in America, and I'm not, I'm not down on America. I, 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 I'm just really grateful to live in America. But like I said, you can take the poorest here of the poor, and they live better than people on the other side of the world in the Dominican Republic. Even the guy that's every week, and if we go to Sam's Club, it's probably every two weeks, there's several people, panhandlers, people begging for money. One of them we always give money to because he has no legs. Yeah. And so here's the thing. That sucks. Yeah. Not having legs. Yeah. There's no spiritualizing it. Okay, yeah. I'm not trying to be super Christian. I'm not going to yeah. wax eloquently and bring you to a verse, Okay. It sucks. He yeah. sits there on the cold ground with a blanket over him in front of Ross, 
and whenever we have cash, we give it to them. I don't care if he buys booze or not, because a lot of times people won't give money. Well, they're just going to buy drugs or booze. Who cares? Okay? I, I don't care. I mean, here's the thing. My life is in shambles. That's his only option besides, uh, you know, disability pay. And yeah. I don't want him to do that, you know. But, but you know you, what I mean? It puts you at a, at a disadvantage right away. I hope he would use the money for food if he has shelter for electricity for something like that. Yeah. But I can't categorize my gifts and think because I'm not a psychic, okay, and I don't believe in magic. I can't think, oh, I know what he's going to do with it. I may suspect he's going to buy booze or something else, but really I don't know. And so don't let, don't let those things keep you from having a generous heart. Yeah, let me bring that back to when you were talking about um, the guy getting slammed on the phone by people. I can totally relate. I've been in customer service. I've been on the phones. Yeah. And I can tell you. Oh, he was sharing a little bit how people yeah. are cussing him and screaming at him and belittling him and making fun of his accent. And he had a little accent. He really did. Right. But good grief. You know, here, you know what he must think? Mm -hmm. uh, honestly, do you know what a lot of people think about Americans? He's working for 83 cents an hour trying to put money on the table for his family. That's that's not even over there. It's not even enough to buy food. Well, let me let me give you an example of that here. Yeah. In the states where um, when I was working in a call center, I was in, for insurance and I would have people call in to make a payment two, three, four, five thousand dollars a month. For insurance. For, for insurance. Life, for li not life insurance, but um, health, health insurance. insurance. Yes. I mean, and I was like. How much? Yeah. And oh, that's per month. And and th they would go into this conversation with me. They're like, oh, yeah, ever since, you know, this happened. Obamacare came Obamacare, in there. Yeah, I wasn't going to go there. See, <laughs> the, the, the low end, it helps, it helps the low end people. Yeah. But the people that have money, they yeah. force them to pay. Like yeah. my parents pay Oh, I think lot. they pay close to 4800 a month, yeah. a month, because it's out of, you know what I'm saying? They have to get a, a private, you know, insurance policy. They yeah. no longer can get it subsidized through a job, and um, they need additional insurance other I, than, you know, yeah. uh, what is it, Medi Medicare, Medicaid? Yeah. Medicare, probably. Medicare is for older people. But, yeah, and I remember there were times when um, you would have, the, the lines were just backed up the phone lines as to how many people and you can see and how long would they say they've been on the phone sometimes an hour, hour or two hours two hours waiting yeah to get a hold of you and you know they're mad and, and, and oh let me tell you there and after a certain number like i think it's a, a thousand callers they cut they them can, off they cut it off i mean they just hang up on them and can you imagine when they finally get through to a representative yeah i remember they, one day tracy comes home <laughs> She says, I was talking to a gentleman that had to pay $6,000 and he got cut off three times. And then the last time he waited two and a half hours. And then I'm taking his money for insurance that really is useless the, the, because it, the, the guy, the automated center wasn't working on the yeah, phone where the, you could just, what's put crazy is yeah. the guy had a, uh, what was it, a deductible of like 20 grand. So even though he's paying 5,000 every month. If he got it was like sick, twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, he he had to pay yeah. something ridiculous yeah. out of pocket. So it's yeah. like really not even having insurance. Yeah, yeah, it was just you know, and but but there's there's the Lord has gifted me in a, in a where in a way where I can turn the conversation around and be kind and be kind to the person, Christ like like this guy was, you know, Christ like. How he, it, uh, 
a potentially um, very uh, explosive situation that could have been. Yeah. Um, with with the right attitude, with mm-hmm. with Christlikeness, with the Lord inside of you, you can calm that person and help them to have a good experience yeah. on the phone. And, and and realize, guys. Yeah. Um, I got a letter from a friend, a friend yeah. of a friend. I well, like right. that, my good friend. And he's frustrated, and I can understand. He's at this job. Other people are doing his same job, but they're making two or three times as much. Uh, management is not honoring him. They're working him like a dog, oh. and he doesn't feel he's getting respect. Oh. And, 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 you know, he was writing, and he was saying, Matt, you know, I'm really taking it. And it's true. I mean, from what he was, and yeah. he's not writing to be prideful. That's not it. He's just sharing his story with me, you yeah. know. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I mean, here he is, you know, working at a large company, a nationwide company. And a lot of his work is just really hard work. Some of it's customer service. Some of it's very tedious. No one else wants to do it. So management points at him. Do this. And really, when you're working, you have to listen to those above you unless it's unethical. And and, and he was asking, you know. And from what he was saying, he is being mistreated. He really is. He was asking, Matt, I'm praying to God. I'm asking God, should I start looking for another job? Should I just stay? Um, You know, should I go somewhere for more money? And it it just, what's what's funny is, it, it just reminded me of my first job. Yeah, I, I was thinking about when, yeah. I was, my very first job that was decent was working at a paper company. And I was working in the sample department yeah. with a guy who I will always remember his name. <laughs> because his name was Toby Moran. And Toby hated me. <laughs> and every, he was Spanish. And every day he would call me, um, in Spanish, dumbass. Bendejo. And he would always cuss me out in Spanish. He would go to my boss and say that Matt is the laziest piece of white trash he's ever seen and Matt doesn't do anything. In reality, I was working like the guy who wrote me. I was working like a dog. I wasn't getting any money. Every day I came in there, it was mental and physical abuse. I was stressed. I would sometimes lose it because I was a Christian. (laughs) And I just thought to myself, why is God putting me through this? I don't understand. And Mm -hmm. do you know how long I worked for Toby Moran? Because I prayed to God. (laughs) I literally prayed to God. And every day was a different lie, a different abuse. (laughs) God had me stay there for two and a half years. Uh, But uh, here's the thing. Here's, and I never understood it until years later. Uh Years later, I'm at a company and I'm making buku bucks. I mean, I am making (laughs) mega money. You know, I'm not worried about, I mean, I, there is nothing I need. I have it all, but I have to deal with people who are just absolutely nasty. I have to deal with management and they were nothing in comparison to Toby Moran. Oh, really? No. Toby, honestly, at the time, I thought Toby may have slipped out of hell. That's how bad this guy was. He literally was the... I, I had never met a worse human being in my life. And he just, all day long, literally all day long, I would do something. 
he would grab it from me and hand it to the salesman. He says, I've worked on this for hours. You know, oh, and he terrible. was, I mean, it was just terrible. <laughs> and, and, and I was crying out to God. And again, like my friend who wrote me, I wasn't hearing and I didn't really have peace. Yes, I could have gone to another job, but I never understood okay. what does God want me to learn here? And while I was there, I did not know. I really didn't understand it. I felt like, Lord, do you not see the injustice? Do you not see them paying me nothing? Do you not see the abuse? I mean, I was really abused. Yeah. Finally, towards the end of my two years, right? Toby loved food. And the roach coach, you know, the truck would come. Yeah. And I said, one day... Let me explain real quick. Those who don't know what a roach coach, it, roach coach is, it's it's a big truck that drives around from you know, business, business to business. business. And they sell you food and they stuff. They sell you hot food. They'll make yeah. you hamburgers, chicken, donuts. And they call it a roach coach they call because it... sometimes there's roaches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because um, and a lot of the of those are really good now. The food yeah, is delicious. Yeah, actually great. Guys, we're going somewhere. <laughs> Stick with me. Yeah. And so... I'm walking out there. I don't know what it was within me that said this. I go, Toby. It was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it must have been the Holy Spirit because I wasn't where I needed to be with God, but he was working on me. And I was saved, but I just wasn't where I needed to be. And I said, I don't know why I uttered these words. And to this day, after taking, it was almost like, a, it, was, it was equivalent to like Holocaust, but not dying. Okay. I said, Toby, my treat today. You're a great boss. What would you like from the roach coach? And he looked at me. He looked at me like a deer looking into the headlights of a, a new SUV coming off the showroom floor. And the guy's doing 90 and enjoying his leather seats. He looked at me and honestly, he gasped. He went like this. <gasps> and he says, well, Matt, you know, I am fond of those tacos i think it's the number seven it's three tacos a burrito and an enchilada but it's quite pricey and i said this i go i don't care what it is do you want hot sauce with that he says tell him it's for toby he'll know how to make it it was like twelve dollars it was like twelve dollars but from that moment on toby started backing off a little bit i don't know what it was the holy spirit did a work and for the, the la remaining two months, Toby was bearable. I mean, just bearable because he still sucked. Oh, I hated him. And you're like, what in the world does that have to do with the word of God? Everything. Oh, That's yeah. real life. Yeah. My friend is suffering. My friend is at work. He's crying out to God. He's like, Lord, it doesn't make sense. I don't know what to do. And guys, I can't tell him what to do. I can't. Yeah. I know in my life, it was the most difficult thing I ever had to go through, but I had to go through it because God had a greater purpose and I didn't see the purpose. Now mm -hmm. that I've been a pastor and I've worked at three, four churches and I've had some big corporation jobs, I can deal with the nastiest yeah. of people. Yeah. And I've had people throw coffee on me. I've had people spit in my face. And you know what I thought? Mm -hmm. I was like, Thank you, Jesus, for Toby Moran. <laughs> I just, one day, when a guy spit in my face, I let the spit just kind of drool down through my eye, down my nose, and into my mouth. And I just didn't say anything. And I, and I, because he was thinking I was going to wipe the spit off. And I just started, I was just so calm. And it started freaking the guy out because the guy realized what he did. He realized, oh, 
my goodness, because everyone, when they spit, the first thing they do is what? Wipe the spit with their sleeve. Yeah, and then they Not me. Go off I just face. let the spit freak the guy out. <laughs> this guy was so freaked out because he thought I was going to, he thought I was going to pull a Rambo on him. And, um, Lights and up, I guy. think it, it was so uncomfortable for him for me to say, you know, I'm really sorry that this happened. It would frustrate me if it happened. Um, let me talk to my boss. Let me see if we can't get you a credit. Let me do this. Let me do that. I've had people, I remember a manager so mad at me because what they said was ethically wrong. I says, no, I'm not doing it. No, everyone's doing it. No, I'm not doing it. Threw a coffee on me and I just took it. I didn't. And the coffee burnt like heck. I mean, the coffee really burnt. It wasn't, it wasn't scolding, but it, it was hot. Okay. Yeah. And once a person does something stupid, this has got to be a freebie for you guys. Allow them a way out. They after they they're stupid. They realize that was not the right decision. <laughs> Maybe I made a mistake. I could have. Well, the one person that threw a coffee was uh, the, a superior. Right then, if I I walked into a, a, another office, she would have been fired. You can't treat people like that. Yeah. But we ended up because I took the injustice, being great friends, and she actually mm-hmm. was for me later on and not against me. And she knew I had a line that I would not cross, meaning I could trust this guy. Right. Our verse today, all those stories, is in Luke 17, Luke. chapter 1. It is impossible. Listen to the Lord. He's speaking this. It is impossible, but that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. God is saying, and I love this. Yeah, go ahead and explain that there are going to be, because there are lost people, there are people of darkness, there are people of depravity. Yeah. There are just people who are not saved, yeah. who are not like-minded, who do not... They, they, they have no restraint. They have no restraint yeah. on their life. Yeah. Jesus says, there are guaranteed going to be things that take place in your life. Yeah. Offenses. Yeah. People that are lost are offensive. Yeah. Americans calling over to the Dominic Republic mm-hmm. talking about a t-shirt that lists before discount for $28. Every time I pick up the phone if I was in the Dominic Republic and I'm dealing with an American yeah. complaining, I would just think to myself, "Oh my goodness. $28 yes. to this guy is like Almost 33 with 30. He has to work 33 hours taking it over and over again from, you know, people that are just, you know what I'm saying? It's a t-shirt, you know, and I'm mad because it's five weeks and I had a right to be firm with the guy. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm pressing it. Look at, look at, this is America. They told me like two, two I, times I, ago. Yeah, well, she, my daughter called four times, but nevertheless, you know, this guy's taking it all the time. Yeah. My friend that's at his job. He's taking it every single day, sometime during the day, whether it's a boss, whether it's an employee, whether it's a a customer, whether it's, you know what I'm saying, uh, having, and it's hard going through these things. It really is. God takes notice. God is a rewarder of those who are able to stand fast. It says, do not grow weary of doing good. Yeah. Do you know the rest of it? For in due due time. Due season, due time. Due time, due season, you shall be rewarded. Yeah. I never understood 
why God put me through it with Toby Moran. But I've never, you know what? I can't remember any, I really, legitimately, when I think about it, I can only remember like two or three people from all of the jobs and churches. Yeah. I, I don't, unless someone really impacts me, I don't remember their name. Yeah. But I always remember Toby Moran because that was the unclean vessel that God used to train me up. Yeah. God put me in the kiln. Yeah. He cranked the heat up and he would only drop it down for a time. Then he would crank it back up. And it's the same way that they make gold. They put it in the furnace, they heat it up. And as they heat it and they heat it and they heat yeah. it, oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah. all of the impurities bubble up to the top. They have a special screen and they screen off what's called the dross. Yeah. And then they hit it to the side. Then they drop the heat. They let it sit. Then they hit it hard again. And again, it boils. And when they'll do this six, seven, eight times with big, huge uh, kilns of gold. But eventually, the goldsmith, when he finally heats it up all the way, and there's no bubbling, there's no dross, and the goldsmith can look into the gold and see his face, yeah. then he knows it's ready to be poured. Jesus said he was poured out like a drink offering for you and I. Yeah, let me bring that, that furnace into like our friends, uh, and maybe even some people who are listening to this, maybe their situation where yeah. that story of the gold is is where the Lord He will put us in situations. And it's hard. And it's hard, and He's He's trying. And He's to, quiet. He cannot tell you why you are there. He He's trying to draw out these impurities in us, those things, and and sometimes He'll put a person in your life that it reflects some of the things that the Lord is seeing in your life, but they're so amplified in the person's life. You see it in them and you're oh disgusted. My, oh my goodness. It's just like a bright light. You neon. see, you see, yeah. you see that thing that's in you in a small amount, yeah. but in them it's so huge. huge. It's so offensive yeah. that you address it in your own life. You're like, Oh my goodness. Am I doing this? And so, sometimes you have to ask the Lord. You're like, Lord, what is it you're trying to teach me here? Is there mm. something I'm supposed to learn? And and sometimes it's just to build your character, to yeah. get you prepared. For what for he has in the future. future. Because the thing that you're going through um, now will seem so much less yeah. than See, when God, you get to the bigger thing. It, 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 my friend writing this letter to me, it so impacted me, right? Because he shared, he shared this one point. He says, you know what? This person got me so mad and I was so close to losing it, but I wanted to honor God. Oh, and I wow. thought to yeah. myself, yeah. how many times have I lost it? I don't go talking about it. That's not something you preach in the man cave. Yeah. Hey, someone pushed me and pushed me and pushed me and I snapped. Oh, <laughs> I and hey, <laughs> and when the dam broke, I'm telling you, it broke. Okay, so I have a great story to end with, okay? <laughs> there is this guy who is at a gas station. You know, and it's it's a tedious job. Not only is he, you know, paying for gas, selling smokes, selling beer. He's dealing with the dredges of the world. Not yeah. everyone is happy. People want what they want with the gas station. They don't want to make conversation. Yeah, and then the prices then, are going up. Prices are going up. Yeah. His boss is just always yelling at him. Mop the floor. <laughs> do this, do that. And the thing he hated the most was going outside the gas station and he had to clean the outdoor bathrooms. Well, homeless people lived in those bathrooms. Oh. And they were filthy, disgusting bathrooms. The nastiest. 
And so he had, his boss would say, well, you're going to lose your job if you don't do it. I need you to get it done. You know, well, someone threw up, someone puked. There's, there's, there's needles on the ground. There's yeah. this, there's that, there's beer. There's a guy passed out. And the boss told him one day when the guy was passed out, pull him out of the bathroom and clean it. Blank, 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 blank. Cussing him out, right? So my friend just submitted and he cleaned the bathroom and he did it as if he was doing it unto the Lord, as if the next guy to take a leak in there was going to be King Jesus. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's how he did it. Right. <laughs> and he did this for a long time. And eventually he left that job. Right. He was applying for a corporate job. He went to, he went to school for a little bit. He applied for a corporate job. And the, the guy who was the president, the CEO, the big cheese, he's interviewing seven guys. They're all sitting in a room. They all have slacks on. They all have loafers on, shirts are pressed, ties, jackets. Everyone had more experience than my buddy, than this guy I'm talking about. He really didn't have any experience, right? The last question that the CEO asked these people who are going to be making Six figures. They're going to be making two hundred plus thousand dollars. He says, "If I was to ask you to go in my office and to get on your hands and knees and clean the toilet, would you do it?" Six of those guys said, "Nope." I know this is a test question. You have plenty of money to hire someone that's less educated, <laughs> and you know that they all had their reason. They all thought right. it was a trick question. Justify, yeah. to justify how they were too good to clean the freaking toilet that you could hire someone for 14 bucks and they'll clean it better than I can clean it. Anyway, these slacks would have to be dry cleaned if I got on my knees. <clears throat> and so the last guy comes in, old George. George comes in and he's talking to the president and he feels like a fish out of water. And he's doing pretty good is because George knows people. Because he's worked at the gas station for all those years. He's went to school. And, and here's the funny thing. The owner has almost lost faith that there's anyone out there that's like-minded. Because this guy's old school. He built the company from the ground up. The owner of the company. This guy, multi-multi-millionaire, right? He's even trading on the Dow. He says, if I was to ask you to go into my bathroom and to clean it, would you do it to get on your hands and knees and to clean up after, you know, all the piss on the ground and everything else and scrub the toilet. And the guy, George looks at me, says, I'd absolutely do it. You're the boss. And no one would clean the bathroom better than me. And I can do that from now on. If you, if that's part of my, you know what I'm saying? Part of my responsibility. And the owner of the company just looked at him like, are you kidding? He says, I'm not kidding. Whatever you ask me to do, as long as it's not unethical, I'm going to do it. I want this job. And he walked out of that job with an offer to make a quarter of a million dollars. And yet he wondered at the time, Lord, why are you having me clean up piss, puke, needles, pull out people that are passed out? You know, he took, he just took it over and over again. And, and again, in life, guys, okay, God says this, it's impossible, but that injustices come. They will come. How you deal with the injustices says more about you and what you believe in God. Mm -hmm. 
God sees everything and he really truly is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and hold out. It says, don't grow weary of doing good for in due time, you will be rewarded. Trace, have you been rewarded in life for oh. doing the right thing? Oh, yeah. And let me read Psalm 84, 11 and 12. Read it that. It really goes along with that. Read that says, to me, girlfriend. For the Lord is our sovereign protector. The Lord bestows favor and honor. He withholds no good thing from those who have integrity. And oh. then it goes on. O Lord, who rules over all, how blessed are those who trust in you. Yeah. Would you say it's easy to trust in God when you're making a quarter of a million dollars? Oh, when things are going well and everything, you know, everything's paid for. Oh, rose-colored glasses. What about shirt, if you're uh, what if you're uh, working at like a Home Depot? You're getting yelled at, screamed at. Customers are being grumpy, or you're at a gas station, or you're in the Dominican Republic. It's sometimes you're on the phones talking with people over their insurance. insurance. Oh, life is hard. There are Jesus promised there will be injustices. Oh, yeah. But he says, whoa, you know what? How many times have you been to church and you heard this at the end of the sermon? Amen. Amen means I agree. Yeah. You know, means you know, it really means it's amen. Amen. It means truly, truly. Jesus, when he taught, he would start truly, truly, or verily, verily. That's how they would say it. Jesus yeah. would start. What I'm saying is truth. Yeah. Is truth. And, and and the people of the day, they understood the premise. Truly, truly. Amen, amen. They understood that. You know what I'm saying? We see it at the end of a service. Jesus spoke it before. The prophets would do one of two things when they were giving a word. They would... Start with blessed or woe. Blessed meant they came in peace and they were pronouncing a prophetic blessing Mm -hmm. from God over the people. But there would be a time when God would send the prophet and he would start what he was going to say with the word woe. Jesus here says it is impossible that offenses will come, but woe. Unto the person who delivers the offense, yeah. woe unto them. It, you know, and Do you, is that not amazing? He's is. saying right up front, the person that's yeah. dishing it out, the Toby Morans, and yeah. re- really, I became friends years later with Toby Moran, and I forgave Toby Moran. I think that was part of the process. It was the breaking point also mm. with Job. When you read chapter 42 of the book of Job, it wasn't until Job prayed for his his so-called friends that God said this, I accepted Job and then I restored Job. God sometimes has us go through some of the hardest times and it just doesn't make sense. And it's it's and it's very hard. Yeah. Yeah. And and here's the thing when God wants you to know it's time to leave, listen. Oh, listen, when God spoke to me at that that job with Toby Moran and said, all right, he gave me a piece, he gave yeah. me a release, yeah. I could go to another company, a sister yeah. company, a different company, I could apply there, and I was so elated <laughs> because, it, it, yeah. you know, and uh, here's the thing, I went there, my salary mm-hmm. doubled because I was being underpaid, I really was, uh-huh. according to the industry that I was in. I was given a, a prominent position. Mm-hmm. I was given more responsibility. I was more challenged. 
it, it was amazing what God did. Oh, yeah. And yet, at the time that I was suffering, I did not understand it. Oh, and I, I, it reminds me of this devotion I just read, and it was basically talking about that. when God will give us, like, um, tasks, things to do. He'll place things on us that we, he wants us to accomplish, whether it's a job or something else, or a ministry. And when we are, are diligent, when we follow through in these small things that he gives us, he entrusts us with more. Bigger things. B- bigger things. But we need to be obedient in those things that he's yeah. asking us to do first. You yeah. know, They might sign, seem menial or they might sign, seem too hard or yeah. like, why would God have me go through this? There's reasons for yeah, things. It's a, you know, it's yeah. a funny thing when you say that. It's the same thing with tithing. Yeah. Um, Al, the people that go to church, only 10% of them tithe. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and the philosophy is... If you won't tithe on a dollar, because yeah. a lot of people think, well, I'm not making any money, I'm not going to tithe. Yeah. But when I make big money, I'm going to tithe. You won't. No, you won't. If you won't tithe on $10 or $100 or $500, you won't tithe on the big money You know, yeah. if, if if it ever comes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, you really won't. That's that's the premise on there, you know? Because I, I remember... You when... have to be diligent in the, in the season yeah and small things and, you know and and the guy that wrote me he, he says i'm learning not to despise the small things yeah. but it really is it's not just mentally one day you're on the couch you're in your bed you're watching television yeah. playing uh, video games you think you, you just think to yourself okay I, i'm not gonna despise the small things you have to live it out yeah because every day while you're in the smaller things you're praising God. Yeah. You're not understanding, but you're trusting in God. It's yeah. it's not something that you just mentally say, okay, I'm going to do this. You yeah. live it out. And my yeah. friend is actually living it out. Yeah. You know who you are. Uh, yeah. Initials, WB. That's his initials. I hope he listens to this. Yeah. Um, he normally does. He normally, he normally is very faithful. Too. Yeah. And, and you know what? Nice bump to you, buddy. Yeah. And, and he, he supports us as well. You know, and yeah. I, I'm very grateful for those people. You know, this guy's being put through it. Yeah. Um, but God says, woe unto those that put you through it. Yeah. He sees every, yeah. every injustice, yeah. every lie, every, I mean, he is so faithful. And he says in the Bible that he even counts the teardrops in a jar and counts, you know what I'm saying? He stores yeah. them, which is amazing. Meaning God is just saying, he's coming at you saying, hey, mm-hmm. I fully understand what you're going through. I am doing something in your life. Yeah. I can't share it with you. I can't tell you about it or it, it won't take. You, it's it's, the, yeah. it's that piece of pottery that's put in the kiln. You know what I'm saying? It has to stay under a certain amount of time yeah. at a certain amount of heat in yeah. order to set so it can be painted, so it can be sanded. So now it's part of you. Yeah, because yeah. after that piece comes yeah. out of the kiln, they still hit it with sandpaper. They still have to <laughs> fine tune that. And yeah. that, again, life is hard. God yeah. says, blessed are those who will continue doing what is right. And he also says in our text, woe to those who bring the injustices into your life because yeah. I will deal with it. Yeah. He didn't say you're to deal with it. Yeah. He says, I will deal with it. And again, Vengeance what a great story. Yeah. If I, If I could film, you know, if I could go back in time and film anything in my life that happened to me, I would really like a hidden camera filming the place where that guy spit on me and me not wiping it off and the guy starting to get scared because when I didn't wipe it off it mentally messed with him he he literally started just like you know what I'm saying losing it apologizing finally he took a handkerchief out of his pocket and wiped me off and again I didn't even acknowledge it 
I just kept on rolling with it. <laughs> Guys, God is for you. Yeah. He's not against you. We yeah. love you. Thank you for listening. Give me a thumbs up if you like this. Um, if you like any of these devotions, do me the greatest a favor and post these. Yeah. And um, don't get offended. The man cave is there. It's kind of like buckshot. It's yeah. not a, in your 12 gauge, it's not a single ball bearing coming out. It's buckshot. Eat the fish, throw out the bones. I realize some of my illustrations are, you know, sometimes my illustrations of things I do, uh, they, they're offensive. You know, I got a letter today about something that I shared last night in a devotion, and what I shared was offensive. Well, guys, all of us are in the process of being sanctified. None of us yeah. are perfect. You know, and you need to even forgive old Matt for some of the things he says. Matt's not perfect. Matt is in the same place you are. He needs a savior. I need forgiveness. I hope people never try to put me up on a pedestal. I am just a servant of God. I'm the guy cleaning the bathroom. Okay. I, I, I'm the guy, you know, wiping Jesus's feet off. I, I want to be a servant of the most high God. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be someone uh, uh, high and mighty. No, no. If I can be at the feet of Jesus, that's where I want to be. So, guys, have a blessed day. Tracy and I love you. We're praying for you. Bye.